0: a fun one yeah it is it'll be good well
1: we're praying for you Appreciate it. yeah well good morning everybody good morning i always love the jump that comes with good morning
0: ah, ah, good morning
1: <laughs> hey my name is jason squires if we have not met yet and excited to worship with you guys this morning um, why don't we stand up together as we sing
0: the mountain, over the hills and everywhere, go, sell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born, My shepherds kept their watching, or silent barks by night, behold, On a holy light. Go, tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go, tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled. When low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. The humble Christ was born, and brought us God's salvation, that blessed Christmas morn. Go, Go it on, on the, the mountains, mountains over, over the, the hills, hills and depths.
1: Amen. You guys have a good Thanksgiving. Yes. yes? Ah, so good. Um, I'm going to share a brand new song with you guys this morning. And uh, a buddy of mine and I wrote this song uh, last week, actually. And uh, it is, the, it is basically Psalm 100: shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth; worship the Lord with gladness, come before Him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God; it is He who made us, and we are His. Um, as we kind of This is like that that week, but Thanksgiving is behind us. Christmas is in front of us. Just a reminder to continually uh, be in a space of thankfulness. Uh, Thankful for life. Thankful for um, just being here. Thankful for breath. Thankful for uh, this church. Thankful for, you start going down the line going, thankful for lights. Thankful for uh, heat. Thankful for just uh, the fact that we get to worship together. And so um, the words will be up on the screen, um, but the chorus chorus goes like this: Shout for joy to the Lord, all of the earth. We will worship with gladness, come before the Lord with joyful song. We will. Worship with gladness. I sing, enter His gates,
0: enter His gates with thanksgiving, enter His courts with praise. Let us give thanks to Him and praise His name. Know that the Lord is our God He made us and we are His A grateful and thankful people That praise His name
1: Sing, shout for joy
0: Shout for joy to the Lord All of the earth We will worship with gladness Come before the Lord with joyful song,
1: we will worship with
0: gladness.
1: I right, sing, Enter his
0: gates. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his, his court with, with praise. Let us give thanks to him and praise his name. know that the lord is our god he made us and we are his a grateful and faithful people that the praise his name
1: sing shout
0: shout for john in the lord all of the earth we will worship with gladness come before the lord With joyful song, we will worship with gladness. For the Lord is good, his love endures forever, and his faithfulness will. Faithfulness will remain with us forever. Shout for joy.
2: Shout for joy, joy to the Lord,
0: all of the earth. We will worship with gladness. Come before the Lord with joyful song. We will worship with gladness.
1: Let's do that one more time. Shout for joy.
0: Shout for joy to the Lord and all of the earth. We will worship with gladness. Come before the Lord with joyful songs. We will worship with gladness.
1: We will worship with gladness.
3: is so good. So let's sing of his goodness this morning.
0: to the Lord. My life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. All my life, You have been seen. Every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing
2: of the goodness
0: of God. Let's sing it together to the Lord. Here we go. All my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am able, for, who oh, I will sing of the goodness of God, who oh, I will sing of the goodness of God, and then may be seated.
4: Good morning church. Good morning. Well, I hope uh, this morning your hearts are full in your stomachs, right? Um, But full of gratefulness and thankfulness as we come out of uh, our Thanksgiving week together. Um, I trust and I hope that you were able to spend some time with some family and some friends and God is good. I mean, he gives us family. He gives us friends. Colleagues to do life together, and um, I'm grateful for that. And he gives us a church family, and I'm grateful for that. So this morning, we come together as a church family to celebrate communion together. And another name for communion or the Lord's Supper is the word Eucharist, and that is a Greek word meaning grateful or thanks. At the Lord's Supper, seen in Luke 22, when Jesus shares the bread and the cup representing his body and his blood, he gives thanks for them and then he says, Do this in remembrance of me. We see a joining of thanksgiving and remembrance. Giving thanks includes recalling who God is through how he has been faithful thankfulness comes from remembering god's actions and his attributes and to give thanks therefore is to remember how god has been faithful and we praise him for it there's an example in first chronicles 16 where david has a song of thanksgiving sung to god and the the verses start like this "O give thanks to the lord call upon his name make known his deeds among the people Sing to him. Sing praises. Tell of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, and let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant children of Jacob... His chosen ones. Now, I see so many things in this passage that we're to do to give thanks, to sing to him, uh, to seek him, and to remember him. And as the song continues, David recounts God's wondrous works in, his, in the history of Israel. God redeemed them from Egypt out of slavery with a mighty hand, He carried them into the promised land and delivered them from their enemies. He defends and provides around every corner of Israel's history. This is a common pattern in the Bible. Thanksgiving takes place by God's people remembering the ways and the works of God. Today we do the same in the Lord's Supper. As we give thanks and remember Jesus. We remember Jesus the sinless son of man and the almighty maker in one person who died on the cross as a substitute for you and for me. His body was the bread broken in half given for us. His blood was the wine crushed and poured out for us. At this meal, we remember Jesus by recalling his sacrifice as the only hope for our forgiveness. We recall the immeasurable love and grace of God to send his only son, to deliver us from our sin, to defeat our enemies, and to set us free. We remember God has been faithful and has abundantly provided in Jesus everything we need to answer our deepest problems and our deepest longings. When we remember the sacrificial death of Jesus, we give thanks for all the things we now have in Him. We give thanks remembering God's work in the past, That remains true for us in the present and into the future. We give thanks for everything that we have in Jesus. Right now we're going to take the Lord's Supper together. And we're going to remember with thankful hearts. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to come forward. I'm going to ask this side to come to my right and this side to my left. And um, these precious ladies will hand you the elements. And once you have those elements, I'll ask you to take a seat. And then what I'll do is I'll pray for us all together, and then we'll take the Lord's Supper together. And this is what I'd like you to do. As you're waiting in line to collect the elements, remember. Remember God's faithfulness. Seasons may be hard. Seasons can be great. But in it all, we need to remember God's faithfulness. So as you do that, remember and just thank Him. Be thankful. Continue this theme of thanks, of um, thanksgiving as you remember all that God has done and is doing. So go ahead and come forward. I'm so thankful I got that wafer out. (laughs) It could truly be a challenge. Right now, I'd like to uh, lead us in a prayer if you'd bow your heads. Lord Jesus, we bow before you in humility, and we ask that you would examine our hearts. Lord, I ask that you'd reveal areas in our lives where we have not given it all to you, areas of our life where we are still holding on and not fully surrender to you for whatever reason. And God, I also ask that you reveal areas in our life where thankfulness has been hard because of a battle with hurt or with anger or unforgiveness. God, you know. And we confess it now and we surrender as our desire is to live a life of thankfulness for all you have done. And we pray this in Jesus name. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord took Jesus. The Lord Jesus took a loaf of bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took a cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and you, sealed by the shedding of my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we remember and we thank you for your Son Jesus, the supreme sacrifice for all of our sin, past, present, and future. Because of his blood shed for us and his body broken for us, we can be free from the power and the penalty of sin. Thank you for his victory over death. He took the death that we deserve, he took our punishment, and now. In Jesus, we have everything. We have peace and we have comfort. We have healing. We have forgiveness. We have salvation. And today we remember with grateful hearts all you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. See, he always tells me to do greeting time, and I always forget. So, guess what? It's greeting time. So, if you would like to take a moment and just... Um, walk across the room and um, let people know that you're glad to see him here this morning and tell him what you're thankful for
1: Hey, I was for the next summer, like, hey. No, no. Uh, and I'm spilling.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm spilling.
2: going to need you guys to-
0: <clears throat> you
1: comfortable with that? They always give the worship leader the worst job, ending the greeting time. As you find your way back to your seats, we're going to continue singing this morning.
0: When, when darkness, darkness tries, tries to, to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own the Brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken
1: My fear my,
0: my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Shame 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 no longer has a place to hide. And I Alive. I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. Oh, I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't Stand a chance when I stand in your love. Sing,
1: there's power. There's
0: power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. There's power name, Power in your name. There's
1: power.
0: There's this power, power that, that can, can break up every chain. There's power, power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. There's power in your name. Power in your name. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love,
1: my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand
0: a chance when I stand in your love. One more time, my fear. My, my fear, fear doesn't stand a chance when I Stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love.
1: Heavenly Father, we worship you this morning. God, we thank you that we can come and sing. And God, we can declare these truths. God, we are thankful for you. We are thankful for uh, just this church. God, thankful for the chance to come, uh, take time from our week to worship you, uh, to learn more about you, God, to, to drink coffee, and just to hang out, and just to be together. God, we love you. It probably sings your name. Amen. Well,
3: go ahead and have a seat. I just have a few announcements for you this morning. We really enjoy gathering together, not only on Sundays but during the week, and that is called connection. And so we have a few small groups that are going on um, towards the end of the year. So the women's group meets on Sundays afternoon, Sunday afternoons. Men's group here, on, um, no, at Matt's home on Wednesday nights. And then there's still a co-ed group going on on Thursday nights at the Acords home. So you can find all this information on our SVC app under groups. Um, Also, we are so excited to host our next baptism celebration during our service, which will be next Sunday, December 4th. If you've decided to follow Christ and haven't been baptized yet, we encourage and invite you to take that next step. You can sign up at our welcome table in the back um, to reserve your spot. Or you can speak either with Pastor Gary or Pastor Matt. And immediately following the service that same day, we're going to have a luncheon picnic at the church, we're calling it. And this is a great opportunity to connect with everyone and just share a meal together. Pizza will be provided, but if you would still like to bring a side dish with you, you are more than welcome to do that. So just mark your calendars, December 4th, it's going to be a great and special day. Um, Christmas is almost here. Can you believe it? It is coming soon. So Pastor Gary will be um, starting a new Advent series um, on December 11th, and it's called The Story of Christmas, which will focus on the celebration of Christ's birth from the perspective of a few different people in the Gospels. Also, we're excited to be hosting a Christmas Eve celebration this year at 6 p.m., so we invite you to join us that night for a special evening of Christmas carols and teaching from God's Word to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Um, Finally, we are going to continue our worship with our giving, and one of the ways that we express our worship of God is through our giving because it shows God that we trust Him. It's a way to give our hearts over to God because we're reminding ourselves, more than him, that our security lies in him alone. There are five different ways that you can give, and you can find them on our website, solanovalley.org forward slash giving, and also on our app. And as always, thank you so much for your generosity for worshiping God in this way. And Gary, I'm going to turn it over to you.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, uh, real quick, I want to uh, just say thank you for being with us today. Really appreciate everybody here. Uh, for those of you who are on Facebook or YouTube, we're really glad that you decided to, to join us today as well. Uh, so, this time of year, obviously, we this last week, we celebrated Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't know about you, I have a lot of things to be grateful for right now. I do, just... In general, this last year has been a very, very wonderful, it's been a very, very special year for our family, uh, for the Rons of all. So got a new daughter-in-law, got a new, uh, son-in-law, uh, we have a grandbaby on the way, and, uh, yeah, so we have a lot to celebrate. But even just over the last week, (coughs) excuse me, Over the last week, it's been great for us uh, for Thanksgiving to be able to have faith with us. This is the longest she's been with us for a while. Uh, We haven't seen her a lot because she's been out adventuring and in school and all this other stuff. But it's been great to be able to be with her on Monday night. We had something that we call Friendsgiving. And we like to do this on the Monday before Thanksgiving every year. And what we do is we typically, of course, we invite our kids because they're our kids, you know, you have to. But, uh, no, we, not, we delight to, okay? We invite our kids because we delight having them with us. But what we do is we try to invite friends from our lives, from different parts of our lives, either from work, neighbors, people like that. People who don't necessarily uh, share the same beliefs about jesus that we do the same beliefs about the bible uh, we just simply want to be inclusive of people who maybe think or believe differently because we care about them we love them and we believe that jesus loves them too and what we try to do is we we don't try to push our, our faith in people's faith our faces we don't do that but we don't hide our faith either either so uh we pray before the meal, just like we would before any other meal. And uh, I did read for them Psalm 100, which we're going to read today, uh, which is called a psalm, uh, for, uh, a psalm for Thanksgiving. And so I read the Thanksgiving psalm for them and then prayed, and, and we had a wonderful time uh, eating, playing games, stuff like that. So uh, that day was great. Uh, I think it was on Tuesday. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Faith and I went out for a hike over in Rockville, Uh, which was a lot of fun. Then on Thursday, uh, we went to our daughter-in-law's, her parents' house uh, over in Galt, had Thanksgiving with them. And then yesterday, uh, we went up to Sacramento. We went to Pipeworks, which in case you don't know, it's a climbing gym up there. Very interesting. Climbing gyms are different from regular gyms. Because when you go into a regular gym, you see a lot of guys like me, guys who are not necessarily in shape, but we'd like to be. Uh, but but when you go to Pipeworks, you look and you think, these people are like super fit, you know. And uh, you see them climbing up, sometimes 40 feet high. I watched my son-in-law, I kid you not, he's like a spider. Um, I, I, he is on, like, he's climbing these rock ledges where he is completely upside down. And he is gripped in such a way, he will not fall. And it's like, how do you do that? And and I, the only thing I can... He's Spider-Man, okay? Uh, my son-in-law is Spider-Man. But uh, it was really fun. Joy climbed. She climbed up to like 30 feet, which I was like impressed, amazed. And then Faithy, she climbed up there to like, I think, 40 feet. And so did Cass. And it was really fun just to kind of be with him. So... For us, our Thanksgiving has been really, really special. And I'm one of those people who believes, I I really believe, I love the idea of celebrating. I do. I love the idea of taking a week to celebrate your birthday. I do. Uh, I love the idea of taking a week to celebrate your anniversary. I love the idea of taking a week to celebrate Thanksgiving. And I love the idea of taking a month. ...to celebrate Christmas. I really do. So this is what I want us to do is I am going to talk to us about Thanksgiving today... ...and giving thanks and and worshiping God with grateful praise. But what I want us to do is I want us to make the rest of this year a time of, of gratitude. A time of worship. And, and we have a lot to, a lot to be grateful for. We are celebrating the coming, the first coming of Jesus... Uh, And I just wanted this to be a time. I I don't want this to be a a sermon. I want this to be something that really shapes the way you live out the rest of 2023 and hopefully kickstarts 2024 for you. So so this week uh, we're doing this message. Next week we're going to finish up uh, James chapter 5. I'll try to make it a Christmas message just the same. I don't know how I'll do that, but uh, probably won't. But uh, and then we'll kick off our, our Christmas series, but uh, that's what we've got coming. Um, according to popular tradition, the very first Thanksgiving was celebrated in October of 1621. I said according to tradition. Actually, there was a celebration of uh, of thanksgiving two years before that 1619 in virginia but we don't care about that one okay uh so according to popular tradition the very first thanksgiving was october of 1621 it was in where can anybody tell me plymouth massachusetts right okay did somebody say that okay yeah uh so it was in plymouth massachusetts it was celebrated guess what for three days for three days so it wasn't just one day it was three days Uh, It was celebrated for three days. It included 90 90, uh, Native Americans. It included uh, 53 pilgrims who were survivors of the original 102 people who came over on the Mayflower. Uh, So um, uh, Thanksgiving was first celebrated nationally. Uh, In 1789, uh, by uh, by declaration of George Washington, upon a a request of Congress, and then uh, not the next president, John Adams, but the president after that, Thomas Jefferson, uh, chose not to uh, declare a national holiday uh, for Thanksgiving, and then with all the presidents after that, it was kind of some presidents would celebrate it, some presidents wouldn't, uh, until 1863, And uh, Abraham Lincoln, it was very fascinating. I didn't write down all the wording. Well, I did, but I'm not going to read it for you, Uh, of what his initial declaration was for. But Lincoln asked that it would be a day for giving thanks, okay, for giving thanks, which, you know, that kind of makes sense, thanksgiving. But first of all, for giving thanks and praise to God. Secondly, a day of national repentance, He asked there would be a day of national repentance for what, in his words, what he called uh, moral perverseness and disobedience. And basically everything that led up to the Civil War, which was very appropriate. Okay? And then he also asked that it would be a, a day of solemn, a solemn day of prayer for the healing of our nation. Now, I would tell you that today. That would really be a a very, very good practice for us. That threefold uh, request, I think, would be a good practice for us. That it would be a day of giving thanks. I also believe that it would be a day of national repentance. I think that would be only good for our nation. I really do. A, A national day of repentance, turning from sin, turning to God. And then a day, a solemn day for prayer, for healing for our nation. Our nation is so divided it is so divided and i look and i feel like our nation is a powder keg i really do i feel like it's a powder keg and i look and i think we need we need to learn to be truly grateful to god to worship him we do need to learn how to be repentant of our sin and turn to god and we really do need to pray for healing for our nation so I, I think that would be something that would be very, very good for us. Anyway, uh, more about the national holiday in 1942. Uh, Congress uh, established the fourth Thursday of November, of November as our national day of Thanksgiving, and they kind of took it out of President's hands forever. Uh, so that way it would be a continuing national holiday every year, uh, and I don't see that going away anytime soon uh, because we consider Black Friday to be a holy day as well. Um, and we do because there's a lot of money that's to be made, which means taxes for our government. So Thanksgiving is not going away, okay? Um, so what I want us to do, though, right now is I want us to take a few minutes and to think about Thanksgiving less as a national holiday and think about it more from the perspective, uh, from a personal perspective and a spiritual point of view. So Uh, And and I just want to ask this question. I want to talk about this for a moment. Why is practicing gratitude so important in your personal life? Okay. I honestly believe, I believe the Bible is the word of God. I do. Now, I know not everybody agrees with that. But I believe every word of the Bible is the word of God. I I believe that the Bible uh, is, it has power. I do. I think because it is, it is by the word of the Lord that he created the heavens and the earth. God's word is powerful. Powerful enough to create a universe that's 540 billion trillion miles wide. Do you know how wide that is? That's very wide. You're right. And God did that by the power of his spoken word. He created a billion, trillion stars. He created this planet. He created you. He created me. He created all things. I, I And by the power of his word. So I believe the Bible is the word of God. I believe God's word is powerful. And I believe God's word is authoritative. I believe it is our first and final word on all matters of life and faith. And I believe the word of God is relevant. I believe every single day, every part of God's word has relevance for our lives. And so when we talk about thanksgiving and gratitude and how it is relevant, not just this week because we celebrate a national holiday, but every single day for the rest of your life, it has relevance. Did you know? Did you know? According to Healthline.com, whoever they are, okay? Uh, But according to Healthline.com, gratitude has several positive results in our lives, okay? Now, this isn't, they didn't go and read their Bibles. They just said being grateful is good for you. They they said this, it boosts our immune systems. Did you know that? You're able to better fight off sickness if you are grateful. That's right. If you complain, sorry, sucks to be you. But if, if you are grateful, it boosts your immune system. It improves our mental health. It helps ease symptoms of anxiety and depression. It improves our relationships, particularly in marriage. Did you know this? If you are truly grateful for your, your spouse, if you practice gratitude with regards to your spouse, it can greatly improve your marriage. Did you know that? It increases our optimism. And, and this is especially important as you age. So for all of those of us who are in our maturing years, I didn't say declining years, our maturing years, it's especially important for us to nurture a spirit of gratitude. According to an article from Harvard's Health Beat, which is different, people who practice gratitude are more optimistic, they feel better about their lives, they tend to exercise more, and they get sick less often as uh, as people who complain. Uh, the, the complaining, on the other hand, according to an article that was written a few years ago by a guy named uh, Travis Bradbury, who's uh, you know, he's a best-selling author, uh, he, he said this about repeated complaining. Repeated complaining rewires our brains to make future complaining more likely. In other words, if you complain today, you'll be more likely to complain more tomorrow. And if you complain more tomorrow, you will be more likely to complain even more the next day. And if you complain that day, it will become even more likely that you will continue to complain. Now, by the way, if you read through the Bible and you read about the people of God as God brought them out of of Egypt and brought them out of slavery, And you see what the people did. They griped and complained. They grumbled against Moses and against God. You know what happened to them? It wasn't very pretty. Okay? There's nothing good that happens in our lives to grumbling and complaining. Um, That um, according to research from Stanford, uh, it's been shown that complaining shrinks a part of our brains that's critical to problem-solving and intelligent thought. So, uh, complaining people just aren't as smart as the rest of us. Okay. So, uh, so uh, complaining isn't good. It's not good for our physical health. It's not good for our mental health. It's not good for our spiritual health. Conversely, gratitude and being thankful is great for our spiritualized, our mentalized, and our physical health. Okay. So, what I want us to do is I want us to look at not the words of men about gratitude. I want us to look at the words of God. About being thankful, and so if you have your Bible, I'd like to encourage you to open up to uh, uh, Psalm 100. uh, Psalm 100, and uh, I'm going to be reading from the NIV text. We'll have it up on the screen as well. Uh, And just real quickly, I want you to know that in the Hebrew, in in the Hebrew uh, Bible, in the Hebrew Bible, uh, that the original title to this Psalm is uh, a Psalm for Thanksgiving. Okay, a Psalm for Thanksgiving. And uh, the NIV translates translates it as a psalm for giving grateful praise. So let me read this for us. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it for us first from the NIV text. And then I want to read for you just a paraphrase of the text of my own writing, uh, writing this out based upon my study. But first of all, let's just listen to the word God's word for us today. The Bible says this. It says, shout for joy to the Lord. Okay, shout for joy to the Lord, by the way. Uh, That word translated shout for joy can also be, uh, uh, can be translated as shout triumphantly. Okay? We see that in the HCSB uh, version of the Bible, English translation. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Why do we need to be grateful? Why do we need to enter God's presence with grateful praise? Because the Lord is good. Did you know that? The Lord is good. The Lord is good in all that He is. The Lord is good in all that He does. The Lord is good. The Bible tells us... When God created the heavens and the earth... In Genesis chapter 1... It says this... God looked at what He created... And He saw that it was good. God looked at what He created... And saw that it was good. It says... God looked at what He created... And saw that it was good. It says... God, six times, it says that God looked at what he created and saw that it was good. And then finally, a seventh time, it says that God looked at all that he created and saw that it was very good. You see, everything that God does is good. Now, you and I both know that not everything in the world around us today is good. It's not. That's why it's easy for us to give in to complaining sometimes. And the reason for that is because of sin. Because of sin, suffering, and death entered God's good creation. But this is what the Bible also tells us. The Bible tells us that God is working all things together for good. Did you know that? That right now, everything that's going on in our world, everything that's going on in your life, God is working together for good for those who love God. For those who are called according to his purpose. In Psalm 27, which I've been meditating on recently, and I've been praying through and reading it several times every day. In Psalm 27, uh, I can't remember what verse it is. It's in there somewhere. But it says, uh, the, the psalmist writes this. He says, I am confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Our God is good and he does good things. And the reason that we're supposed to enter God's presence with worship and with gratitude is this because the Lord is good. His love endures forever. That's what the Bible says. His love, you know what that means? His love endures forever. That means it is inexhaustible. God's love for every single individual. There's not a person in this room. God's love will never be exhausted on you. Never. God loves you with an inexhaustible love, an unending love, an enduring love, a love that cannot be measured. Remember the universe, 540 billion, trillion miles wide? God's love would make the universe look tiny. That's how much he loves you and me. Why are we to enter God's presence with thanksgiving and his courts with praise? Because the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. God's faithful, his faithfulness is enough for every generation. The God, This is what I have seen in my life. This is what I have seen in my life. I cannot list for you how many times my faith has failed me. My, my faith has failed me many, many times. But did you know this? God's faithfulness has never failed me. See, God is faithful even when my faith is tiny and I'm struggling with doubt. God remains faithful. This is good news. Folks, what I'm telling you today, there are seasons in our lives, there are seasons in, in our lives where it feels really hard to give thanks. Isn't that true? I mean, we were talking about this this last week. We were talking about our most difficult season. And we were thinking back to 2016 and some things that happened. It was a hard season for us. By the way, God was faithful through it all. God was faithful through it all. There are seasons when it's hard to give grat- uh, to, to give grateful praise to God. There are seasons where it's hard to give thanks. But those are the seasons it's most important for us to give thanks. Those are the seasons it's most important for us to enter God's presence with grateful praise. Let me read for you this text. But let me read for you a paraphrased version of the text. By the way, it's my own paraphrase. If you hate it, that's okay. okay. You don't have to like it. But I find that sometimes taking Scripture and paraphrasing it, writing out in your own words, really helps you kind of grapple with what God's Word is saying. And so I thought, I'm going to do that. And I just wrote it out in my own words, and I said this, Shout triumphantly to the Lord all the earth. That, That phrase, I mentioned this a moment ago, that can be translated as shout for joy or shout triumphantly, it's used to speak of men in battle who, after a great victory, Shout triumphantly. That's the way we're supposed to shout. By the way, anybody here a sports fan? Okay. Sports fans? All right, so this last week, this last week, all right, football season is over. Football sucks. Can't stand it. My team's not doing well, all right? (laughs) My basketball team's doing awesome, all right? The other day they were playing San Diego State. It was great. Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, It was, they were behind since early in the first half. They were behind. They are down, 17 seconds to go, they're down by four points. And San Diego State has the ball. I take that back. Arkansas had the ball. Guy goes down, gets fouled. This is a bad move for San Diego State. It's a bad move. You never want to foul when the the seconds are ticking off the clock. You want the seconds off the clock. You want to make them work for a basket. You don't want to give them an easy two shots from the free throw line. Guy fouls the kid from Arkansas. Kid makes the first shot, makes the second shot. At this point in time, they inbound the ball. They cannot move it. And with seven seconds left on the clock... Two Arkansas defenders trap the kid who has the ball from San Diego State. By the way, it was the same kid who fouled uh, the Arkansas player. He did not have a good game. Um, Well, he did for Arkansas, but not for San Diego State. Turns the ball over. Arkansas shoots a uh, a shot, misses. They're fighting for the ball, literally fighting, shoving, pushing. The guy grabs the ball, goes up, shoots again, misses a second time. They're fighting for the ball. A guy gets the ball, literally shoots it as the last tenth of a second clicks off the clock. It leaves his hands. Goes in, ties the game. And in overtime, Arkansas had not led since the early in the first half. They end up winning the game. So in our house, there was some ecstatic utterances, all right? <laughs> Some ecstatic utterances. And here's the thing is, if I am more ecstatic in how I rejoice over a sporting event than the way I praise and worship God, it reveals what I really worship. Does that make sense? I want my worship to be of God. And when I'm leaning towards idolatry, towards an athletic team, or towards anything else, I want to humbly repent and turn to God. To shout triumphantly, joyfully to the Lord all the earth means that we have this ecstatic, like this overwhelming sense of praise for the awesomeness of God. Shout triumphantly to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with jubilation. Come into his presence with joyful, exultant song. Know without question and without doubt that the Lord is God. He is the one who designed and made us. We belong to him. We are his sheep that he cares tenderly for. Enter his presence with joyful gratitude. And his royal residence with a shout of exultant praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. He is really, really good. And his tender love is inexhaustible for all eternity. And his faithfulness is more than sufficient for every generation without end. I want to share with you four life points, four things That we want to, oh, I just got an extra page of notes. It's completely blank. Uh, I want to share with you four thoughts, four quick life points, points of application for us. Number one, shout joyfully to the Lord. The scripture says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Uh, Psalm 95, one says this, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. And then Psalm 98.4 says this. It says, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Now, now real quick, let me just make sure this is clear. Um, shouting for joy to the Lord is not about being obnoxiously loud for the sake of being obnoxiously loud. Okay? It's not that. That shouting for joy to the Lord is not about being obnoxiously loud for the sake of being loud. It's it's not about trying to draw attention to ourselves. Oh, look at me. I'm shouting for joy to the Lord. It's not not like that. It's shouting for joy to the Lord. Shouting for joy hmm, is like a groom. When he embraces his bride for the first time, shouting for joy is like a father lifting his firstborn child for the very first time. Shouting for joy to the Lord is about, it's not about us at all. It's about being filled with this overwhelming sense of joy in the presence of God that consumes us. Now, I I know that that some people will say, well, you know, Gary, I'm not really very emotional or expressive with my emotions. And I understand this. I understand that this is true for many people. They're not as expressive. They're not as emotional. But this is what I'm going to say, is if we're more expressive and more emotional about a sports team, If you're a golfer, I want to pick on the golfers for a moment because I can't play golf. If I could play golf, I probably would make fun of them, okay? But it's like, you know, if you can get more excited about a golf shot than you are about Jesus, I'm going to say that – I'm not going to say don't be excited about your golf shot. I think you should be. I do. I think you should give high fives and you should have all kinds of fun on the golf course. I really do. Me, I begin to yell these words kind of profoundly. It's not a shout of joy. Let me put it that way, okay? Uh, but, but you know, I think you should do that. But also believe that even more important than that is that you should be filled with a sense of exuberance, uh, of joy for who God is and all that he's done. So first thought is simply this. First um, first uh, life point is is to short joyfully, uh to the Lord, okay? Uh, secondly, worship gladly, worship gladly. The scripture says, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. Uh, in in this, this word that's translated as worship in Hebrew, uh, it's also worship to serve, but it means to serve in the sense of serving as an act of worship to God. Okay? So the Hebrew idea of worship was never simply to sing a song. S- singing was one aspect of worship, but it was only seen as one aspect that for the Hebrew, uh, for the, the ancient Jude, the ancient Israelite, for them worship was about, yes, it was about coming together. It was about, it was about worshiping God in song and uh, by a confession of the lips. But it was also uh, an act of worship in how they were to, to live their lives. And, and you can see this, and you can make a note of this, look it up later if you want to. But you can see this in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 through 13. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, this is just before Israel. Moses is about, this is kind of like his last sermon to Israel. Okay, It's a younger generation. The older generation died in the wilderness. A younger generation is about to be led by Joshua over the Jordan River to take possession of the land that God had promised to give to the ancestors of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so what, what Moses tells them, and when he's kind of talking to them about what God requires... And and what does it look like to live a lifestyle of worship? Uh, Moses says this. He says, now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? What does the Lord your God ask of you? He's about to tell them. This is what God wants. This is what living a life of worship looks like. What does the Lord ask of you but to fear the Lord your God? Fear God. To fear God. Don't fear what's going to happen to the economy. Don't fear, um, you know, all the stuff that we see happening in our world. But fear God. And and this idea of fear is a holy reverence. And for anybody who's ever climbed a mountain, and I've used this as a as an illustration in the past, but it's the best illustration I can think of. It's like when you're climbing a, a mountain. And I was recently. Reading about climbing Longs Peak, which I climbed back—I don't know—it's been like almost 40 years ago now. But I remember I, I climbed that. I was not prepared for it. I had not worked out. It's kind of like running a marathon when you've never—you know—you're you're running, you know, maybe once a week, you know, and then you go out and you try to run a marathon. I—I I, I hadn't trained for it. I did not have the food for it. I didn't have the proper nutrition. I didn't understand how important nutrition was in something like that. I, I did not have the right amount of water for it. Um, And uh, by the time I got off the mountain, I had hypothermia. I could not tie my shoes. Uh, But I remember at one point, I went through the keyhole. It was interesting. I read how many people died on Long Peak, and I'm like, you know what? That was a lot more dangerous than I realized, especially for someone who was unprepared as I was. But I remember coming through the keyhole, and I remember coming out, and there's this this place that you uh, go up, and I can't remember what it's called right now, but I just remember this is that you're looking over the edge of a cliff that drops by thousands of feet into this valley below. And it is beautiful, and it is awesome, and it is scary. And when you are in that place, you feel a sense of reverence and awe. And that's what God is saying uh, for us, is that now... Israel, what does the Lord ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to love him. That's what God wants. He wants you. He wants me to actually love him, to serve him wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, not just with a piece of our heart, not just with a piece of our week on a Sunday morning, but to serve him wholeheartedly, day by day, every moment of the day uh, and into. Uh, To serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I'm giving you today for your own good. See, worship is not just a service that we attend on a Sunday morning. It's not a service that we consume. It is a service that we render to God, to serve the Lord, to worship uh, the Lord gladly. Number three, know the Lord truly. The Scripture says, know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. That God wants us to know Him. He he wants us to know Him as our Creator. He wants us to know that we are His, that we belong to Him. That we belong to Him because He is our Creator. He made us. We belong to Him because He redeemed us through the person of Jesus and His sacrifice. Uh, that that we belong to him because we are his sheep and he is our shepherd who cares for us. Um, but we need to know uh, the Lord truly. And then fourth, we need to celebrate gratefully. Celebrate gratefully. The scripture says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Um, and in the appropriate way, the appro- God is in this place. Did you know that? Right now, in this moment, God is in this place. God is in this place. God is right here. And the appropriate way to enter the presence of God is with gratitude. With, uh, by celebrating gratefully. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with pra- play, praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Why? Why? Why, why, should, we, why should we shout joyfully? Why should we worship gladly? Why should we know the Lord truly? Why should we celebrate gratefully? Because the Lord is good. Because the Lord is good. Because His loving kindness is everlasting. Because His love for each and every single person in this room is inexhaustible. It is immeasurable. It will continue forever and ever. And finally, because His he is faithfulness because of his faithfulness to all generations. I'm going to ask the worship team to go ahead and come on back up, if you would, please. Uh, I want to share with you a thought that between now and the end of the year, I want to encourage you to do this. Is you know, It might be helpful to you if you just read Psalm 100 once a day, between now and the end of the year. Uh, you might add this to what you're already doing uh, in your, your daily uh, walk with Jesus uh, you know, you may already be building in gratitude and worship in your daily time with Jesus, but um, and if you are, th- this may feel unnecessary for you. But otherwise, I would encourage you to maybe just read the psalm on a daily basis. And then, what I'd like to encourage you to do is just have a, a pen and paper with you, and it can be a scrap piece of paper. Doesn't have to be a notebook. Um, but but what I'd like to encourage you to do is each day just think of three reasons to give thanks to God, okay? And I can give you three right off the top of my head, all right? (laughs) Because he is good, his loving kindness endures forever, and his faithfulness uh, continues through all generations. So maybe write down two more, okay? Uh, But maybe you'd write down uh, three or five or maybe even ten different things that you're grateful for each day and uh, just to nurture that spirit of gratitude. Let Let me pray for us, and I'll turn it over to the worship team. God, you are good. You are You are better than we can imagine. I think sometimes what keeps us from worshiping you well is, is we have sometimes an inadequate imagination or an imagination that's captured by other things. God, what I want you to do for us is help us to, to, to just learn again to appreciate in a new, fresh way that you are good. That your love endures forever, your loving kindness, your tender love toward us is inexhaustible. It is immeasurable. God, help us daily just to remember that your faithfulness prevails, that it continues forever for all generations, that even if our faith lets us down, your faithfulness never will. Lord, we do want to walk by faith. But God, we, we sometimes stumble, we sometimes fall. So help us just to daily remind ourselves of your faithfulness so that we get better at walking by faith. And Lord, help us to learn how to to really celebrate and worship you with a spirit of thanksgiving and with grateful praise on a daily basis. And I pray this in Christ's name and for your glory. Amen.
0: The stars are bright. So found its worth A thrill A thrill, A thrill.